time for the Susan Taylor Podcast, where we discuss the yoga of mind, medicine, and healing. Author of Feeling Good Matters, Sexual Radiance, and the Vital Energy Program, Dr. Taylor imparts authentic knowledge and practical tools that inspire, educate, and empower us to be a healing force for positive change. So join us and take your life and our planet to the next level. Hello and welcome to episode 79, Detox Your Brain. Is your brain's cleansing and nourishing systems optimal or do you need a brain boost? In today's episode, I'd like to discuss the way the brain cleanses itself, what science has to say, and four tips to establish a healthy brain flow. I've mentioned on many occasions that your brain can cleanse itself. And why? Because it has its own cleansing system called glymphatics. It's much like our lymphatic system in our body, and it's designed to rid the brain of its toxins and unwanted materials and actually transport in the nutrients. A little bit about our lymphatic system for those that might be new to the podcasting before I turn into what glymphatics are all about. Our lymphatic system is a network of tissues and organs that help rid our body of toxins, wastes, and even unwanted materials that might be in our metabolic or our metabolism from working all day. And the primary function of our lymphatic system is to transport lymph. That's a fluid containing you know, infection-fighting white blood cells throughout our body. And so the lymphatic system is a major circulatory system within our body responsible for the transport of what we call interstitial fluid, waste products, immune cells, and proteins. So whenever we have dysfunction of the lymphatic system, we have an association of a wide range of diseases, including cardiovascular disease, metabolic syndrome, and neurological conditions. And unlike the circulatory system, our lymphatic system is a one-way drainage system that originates in the tissues and organs, and it's funneled through a series of many small vessels emptying into fewer larger vessels, and then that empties uh, into the circulatory system. The continuous fluid flow between blood capillaries and tissues is achieved by lymphatic capillaries, absorbing the excess of fluids from our interstitial space which at the same time provides nutrients to cells, eliminates waste products, and actually dissipates interstitial pressure buildup. So it's really regulating our, uh, our dynamics of how our fluid is balanced in our system. Well, when we know this about the lymphatic system, we now will turn to the glymphatic system, which gets its name because it's a glial-dependent waste clearance pathway in the brain. And in place of lymphatic vessels, it's dedicated just to brain to really drain away soluble waste proteins and metabolic products. You know, in the mid-19th century, researchers figured that the glial cells, which are in the brain, held the neurons. They just simply held neurons together because glia means Greek for glue. But glial cells surround neurons and provide support for the insulation between them. So glial cells are the most abundant cells in our central nervous system. And so if you heard me say, you know, the glial system, the glymphatic system, because it's glial dependent, that's why I'm bringing up the definitions along here as we go along. There are several key physiological processes that have been identified that control glymphatic transport function and waste clearance from the brain. But what's so fascinating about the brain's glymphatic system 
in my research is that it does drain toxins from the brain while you're in a state of deep relaxation and sleep. According to the statistics reported in Scientific America in 2016, each day, this was amazing to me, the adult brain eliminates a quarter of an ounce of worn out proteins that must be replaced with newly made ones. So there's a cleansing system that's going on. And that figure actually translates into replacement of a half a pound of debris a month. That's three pounds. a year that are that's the brain's own weight if you could imagine that over the course of that whole year so that half a pound a month translates to three pounds a year which is our brain weight so knowing this and what happens the brain drain relaxation and stress reduction idea is very very important and that's the focus of our work and that's the focus of this episode So today I'd like to just share a little bit of the latest research and why you want to detox your brain. Many of the traditional medical protocols address brain cleansing, and now modern research is coming around to see the direct link between cerebral spinal fluid flow and glymphatic drainage. So let's just take a little bit of a sidetrack here and see how the drainage system works. As part of our nervous system, the brain and spinal cord, you know, form the central nervous system. So surrounding the brain and the spinal cord is a clear and colorless body fluid known as the cerebral spinal fluid. And historically, it was assumed that the cerebral or the central nervous system didn't have any lymphatic uh, vasculature, but we know different now. And the cerebral spinal fluid circulates through most parts of our body and throughout the brain. So it's an open system, which means that the brain's fluid dynamically interacts with the body's lymphatic system by way of the central nervous system from the top of the head to the tailbone. So we could see together the cerebral spinal fluid as well as the interstitial fluid of surrounding tissues drained from the central nervous system to regional lymph nodes. And most important, or more importantly, I should say, the cerebral spinal fluid drains through lymphatic vessels and therefore it has an important interaction with the immune system, such as our antigen-presenting cells, and that's a type of immune cell. And in contrast, though, the interstitial fluid of of the central nervous system drains through the walls of the cerebral capillaries and arteries. And that that doesn't allow the transport of these antigen-presenting cells. That means our our immune cells. So the involvement of the lymphatic system in flow in flow through the central nervous system has been shown actually to be involved with Alzheimer's disease, specifically removal of the amyloid beta cells, which actually lead, uh, they're the leading molecular candidate to initiate Alzheimer's disease among science and research. So that's really why we're really talking about this today. So what I'm really saying is here, our drainage system is very important because anytime we have amyloid beta plaque, that's the Alzheimer's plaque that they're talking about, it's get, we want it to really be removed so it doesn't stay there and get sticky. That's it in a simplified uh, uh, version of it. The cerebral spinal fluid does circulate through most uh, parts of the body and throughout the brain. And as I mentioned, it is an open system. So it means that the brain's fluid dynamically interacts with the body's lymphatic system, as I said, from the top of the head to the tailbone. And as I mentioned, I'm just repeating it because I just gave a lot of science. During movement and relaxation, sleep and sleep, the brain is cleansing itself. 
The cerebral spinal fluid is believed to be created by a concentration of blood vessels at the base of the brain. And these blood vessels with pressure cause the cerebral spinal fluid to filtrate out of these vessels, similarly to the way lymphatic fluid is created from blood vessels and circulates throughout the rest of our body. So as this fluid is created in the center base of the brain in this vasculature, it brings nutrients to the brain as well as washing the brain of toxins, moving the brain's circulation pathways called ventricles. So most cerebral spinal fluid is rinsed through the brain uh, directed to the brain's outer areas and into lymph-carrying vessels. And along the way of doing this, the cerebral spinal fluid is actually cleansing the brain of the toxins as delivering nutrients is happening, but pretty much like how fluid moves through our lymphatic system. It's, it's parallel pretty much, except that it's happening in the brain. Anatomically, the lymph system actually channels, those channels of our whole lymphatic system resemble what Ayurveda described thousands of years ago and Chinese medicine shortly thereafter. So this gives us an idea of how important the lymphatic and the glymphatic drainage to our health and well-being actually is. You know, today's science has also linked optimal glymphatic function to cognitive health, restful sleep, stable mood, and even immunity, because I just mentioned how the immune cells get moved around. There was a study presented in 2013 in a rejuvenation research where it was titled, title, uh, titled Sleep Facilitates Clearance of Metabolites from the Brain, Glymphatic Function in Aging and Neurogenitive Diseases. And what the authors reported was that clearance during sleep is as much as twofold faster than during waking hours. And these reports support a new hypothesis to the age-old question of why sleep is necessary. They also mentioned in this study that the glymphatic dysfunction may be the mechanism in the pathogenesis of neurogenitive diseases, as I mentioned earlier, as well as the maintenance of our cognition, our cognitive ability, thinking clearly thinking, being able to uh, have good memory resources, etc. When we move and breathe, the cerebral spinal fluid gets pumped inside the spine and brain and acting, it kind of acts like a washer system. And when we relax, the flow becomes unimpeded. So think of it. If the glymphatic system washes away toxins, we want to keep it moving but then also keep it flowing continually without any breakages or blockages. So, you know, any restrictions in the flow. And this is the foundation of what yoga is all about, where we include breathing, movement, spi spinal flexibility, relaxation, and even we could say meditation here, because they all directly impact the cerebral spinal fluid flow through not only bo the body, but the brain also. So what are some of the tips that I put together on how to detox your brain and boost your brain's lymphatic flow? The first, I like to say that sleep matters. Restful sleep can never be overemphasized. And I've given previous podcasts on it and written blogs on how to prepare for restful sleep. Why? Because in reference of what we're talking about here and the uh, the data that I told you or the I made reference to certain scientific papers, uh, there was even another paper in Nature that mentioned previously, at, from the previous 2013 paper, this was 2015, and they reported that the glymphatic flow is enhanced during sleep and was even more efficient when sleeping on one side or the other. That's how specific they got. 
And they also noted that when we arise and when we retire also has an impact on that flow. Also, your inhale and exhale, you've heard me say over and over again, breathing is so key to our life. Master your breath, master your life, master your health, because we all know that breathing is the key to our life. With nose breathing, I remember many of the classes I've taught, live classes, even online, people have always said, is it okay to do mouth breathing? But with nose breathing versus mouth breathing, studies have shown there's a significant difference in brainwave activity. And as I said, you've heard me say that in our meditation courses, even in the resilience courses, any course, when I talk about breath, I really talk about proper breathing because when we change our brainwave activity, we go from say beta, which is very active to alpha, like close your eyes right now, take a breath, within a couple of minutes, your body will, and your mind, actually your brain will go into an alpha state, alpha waves which means that we're decreasing our fight or flight response and moving into rest, repair, and digest response. And that's what I mentioned last week when I talked about the parasympathetic nervous system. So the fight or flight stress response is certainly linked to a reduced flow of cerebral spinal fluid. So keep this in mind. We have to reduce stress. You know, I say focus your mind change your, you know, change your life. So we change our outcome when we do that. We change our results when we focus, because when we focus our mind, we're not under stress. We usually are so one-pointed that everything else just melts away. So keep that in mind if you want different results in your health. Diet is also important, and this uh, diet is such a vast uh, subject matter because we have so many components between nutrition, digestion, and cleansing in and of itself. Uh, that's a whole diet course that uh, I'll be giving in a month in June. But I'll briefly mention diet here because diet and nutritional principles can support or not support the way that your organism, meaning you, handle stress or even perceive stress. And this is, a, as I said, a long topic uh, that I wanted to mention, though, the way you eat and the nutrients that are absorbed within your body or your body's able to absorb will actually dictate the balance of your nervous system and ultimately how your brain, brain cleanses itself. And that's why when I work with clients in nutrition, I give them meditation. And when I work with meditation, I give them nutrition, diet and nutrition, because they go hand in hand. You can't be a meditator or mindfulness, whatever you want to define it as. You can't be that way. It's not easy if your body is not getting the nourishment it needs, if it's not digesting what it needs, and if it's not cleansing itself of the toxins that need to be cleansed. And finally, as I just mentioned previous, meditation. So therefore steps, but let's talk about meditation and I'll review the four steps. Learn the art and science of meditation to keep your brain fluid flowing peacefully. Having a daily meditation practice won't only support your efforts in living stress-free, but it also give your brain the juice it needs to keep your cognitive function up and running. So I mentioned four for lifestyle ideas that I work with, with you, other people do too, of course, sleep matters. How to really get restful sleep, your inhale and exhale, how you breathe, diet and nutrition, and finally, meditation. And as I always say, do your research, see what works for you. Keep in mind, again, that if you like the podcast, please share it on my YouTube channel. Go to YouTube, press subscribe, and share it with your friends, family, anyone you think might even benefit from this one. 
and that would be very helpful to support the community. We're getting close to where we can develop our own URL there, which would make it easier for people to find. That's why I've been really promoting it and saying, please go and subscribe. Also coming June 4th is a new webinar series, Food to Focus, and I'm going to be discussing more about brain, brain cleansing. I'm going to also discuss nourishment, nutrition, as well as digestive function, the three foundations of nutrition. Usually we just get either cleansing or we just get nutrition, but I would like to tell you that it's really threefold, nutrition, digestion, and cleansing. So sign up soon if you haven't. And that brings us to the end of this episode. And the Susan Taylor podcast does come out every week. And it's available on susantaylor.org, iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, and other podcast platforms. So visit us at susantaylor.org. And I'd love to see your questions and comments. I'm sure I'm going to get a few comments from this, which is great. And we'll follow up. And I'll do something more for you if you'd like that. And again, thank you for listening. And until next time, remain calm, consciously aware, living in the moment.